Welcome to Launching Light, the podcast for lightworkers and spiritual entrepreneurs to get tips and inspiration to launch their light in the world via their sacred business. I'm your host, Coach Bianca from FuelYourMagic.com. Are you seeking ways to raise your vibe to rise in your business? If so, keep on listening. On this episode of Launching Light, I have a conversation with Jen Morgan. She's a crystal luminary who combines her unique array of trained energy healing modalities with her unique knowledge of crystals to help women reclaim their authenticity so they can become empowered and live with purpose. Jen is the author of Crystals for Mom, a guide to help moms everywhere use crystals to parent consciously, cultivate moments of balance daily, and ease their children through the stresses of life. She's a 500-hour experienced registered yoga teacher, a Yoga Alliance continuing education provider, a life coach, and a crystal healer. She is trained in many energy healing practices from Reiki to integrated energy therapy. Jen is also the founder of the Soul Filled Yogi Metaphysical School, an online academy dedicated to helping lightworkers gain the skills and confidence they need to become credible healers. Two of Jen's most popular courses include her Crystal Healing Certification Program and the Crystal Yoga Teacher Training Program. During our conversation, a few topics we touch on are having a multifaceted brand, the process of writing a book, seasonal and integrated self care, and our favorite crystals for spiritual entrepreneurs. So without any further ado, here it is. Enjoy. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. So um, can you just briefly um, discuss how you um, first started your business and just a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So you know, my business, um, I've had multiple businesses before my current business. And um, I was actually like more so going on my own um, spiritual walk at the time. And kind of like my business found me. It was like, uh, and it was me sharing my experience. Um, really, it kind of started out as more of a blog. And I guess I, I, I wouldn't even have considered it as a business in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It was um, kind of just like, me and 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 what I was feeling, thinking, experiencing, and a place for me to share that. And it was like, this is my blog, and this is what I'm writing, and um, a lot of it on Instagram. Actually, that was where I preferred to write. So I would just write about what I was learning, um, what I was feeling, what I was thinking. Um, and then I decided to um, go go into yoga teacher training. And, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of sharing that experience. And then it kind of just morphed over time into this more of like, I would say a community. So it went from, you know, me uh, blogging, writing, just sharing how I felt. And then people would, you know, communicate with me like, oh, you know, this resonates with me too. Like I'm experiencing this and, and just kind of resonate with my way of just sharing what I was experiencing and, and trying to be authentic. And sometimes like, you know, putting really deep stuff out there and um, you know, people, people resonated with that. And so it kind of became this like community. And then I thought, okay, wouldn't it be cool if these people have a place uh, like a safe place, right? It's not just uh, commenting on my blog post or commenting on my Instagram, but like, what if there was a place to kind of like bring everybody? And then I started a Facebook group and um, my Facebook group was, was just, a, again, kind of a place to share for, and a place for everybody to share. Um, and then I started really just 
uh, educating people on the stuff that was working for me um, and and just sharing my experience with with different metaphysical tools and spiritual tools that I was using in my walk. And then kind of from there, it, it just kept it was like next step, next step, next step. And then eventually you're like, whoa, right. I've got a full blown business. Uh, and that's why I kind of tell people like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's very um, like alluring to say like, OK, I want a business and I'm going to go about it in these like regimented ways and full full force. But um, from my personal experience, um, you know, it, it happens over time. And that's what creates a firm foundation, you know, not like jumping right. off the, the the gun. And it's it's kind of like take, taking your time and letting things um, steer you uh, as well as as just kind of, yeah, being authentic. So, you know, my business kind of started as me sharing and then, hey, let's put together a group where people can be. And then, you know, OK, let me put together some educational resources. And I continue that in blog posts and then. I said, hey, let me take these blog posts. I think I could make courses out of this. Uh, if I just beef mm -hmm. this up and add stuff to this um, and, and and create some framework for methodology, like this is what people want. And, you know, every um, every step of the way, it was really just um, communicating with that, that audience. Like, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? Where are you at in your walk? You know, and allowing people to collaborate with me. And then it kind of just worked. I guess. Although I do have a business background too. So I, you know, there's mm -hmm. that and that stuff does come into play, but I think at that point that stuff was pretty organic for me. Um, mm -hmm. So, so, you know, that, that did help though too. So how long do you think it took you to start from when you started blogging to now? Like how, how, what time frame is that? So I started doing the blogging, um, like more so like the personal type stuff, uh, I would say in 2013, it must have been 2013. Um, I, I kind of dabbled with it in 2012 and I actually had like two different um, kind of ideas for like what my blog was going to be um, and kind of Soul Filled Yogi, which is kind of the, the kind of mother brand, I suppose, of my <laughs> business um, edged out the other one. And so I just stuck with that. And, and yeah, so 2013, it's taken me since then to get to this point. So what, seven years? Wow. Not, so not, can, not can built you, in a day. Oh, exactly. Can you describe like the different aspects of your business? Because I know that you did coaching. I don't know if you still do. And then yeah. you have your courses and like, mm -hmm. what are all the facets of your business? Yeah. So, you know, my, I, I kind of like, like my brand is, you know, I have my Jen Morgan, which is me as just <laughs> myself as a brand. And then under that is soul filled Yogi, which is, um, you know, it's, a, it's essentially my lifestyle brand. Um, and I have courses. So I have, uh, I don't know between, I, I don't know the exact number right now. Cause I, sometimes I get into these waves where I'm just like creating everything, you know, like I kind of ride the wave. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think I have somewhere between like seven to 10 courses and those all, um, pretty much are self-run on platform. So, you know, they run in the background, um, and I've kind of created systems for that. And then I do coaching, um, and then I have my book, um, and, you know, I've done some, some different things over the course of time. I started out with crystal sales, 
So that was like in the very beginning and some products. So, you know, I had like an online shop. I don't do that so much anymore just because it's a little bit time consuming to source all those things and to ship all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but so like since then, my products basically are just the book and I have a, a deck of cards as well. Um, and then, uh, sometimes I do like group programs or like kind of full moon t- monthly type, um, subscription, I would say like a subscription, uh, group, a special group for people. So that's primarily the different, um, I would say like, it's probably three different tiers is kind of how I look at it. Wow. Physical products complex. online <laughs> and then, um, coaching and group coaching. So, wow. That's multifaceted really. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And like, and you know, it's funny. It's like uh, a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs too. We find like we are very multifaceted. So it's not Mm -hmm. only just that there's a foundation, um, a tiered like foundation to the business in different categories, but also to the educational matter is very vast. Like I never found it resonated with me to um, just stick to one thing. Mm -hmm. I know I have been told so many times over the years by coaches or business coaches or whomever, um, you know, oh, well, if you just stick to, you know, certain niche, like it's going to be stronger. And while that might be true, it might be true. Um, it just never resonated with me to be that person. Um, because that is not authentic to my personal walk. It's, it's not that I just use crystals, right? It's not that I just do this or just do that. Like I, I, um, I'm a very like seasonal human being. So Mm -hmm. different things are very like, you know, I kind of, um, go with what, what resonates with me at the time. So Mm -hmm. I never really found it like uh, would, would be beneficial to kind of like niche down and, um, dilute like what I'm capable of. So it's multifaceted in multiple senses of, you know, different types of offerings plus many different topics as well. Right. Well, I see it like your business is really the definition of a personal brand because you're bringing all of you to it. So it's not just one thing and it makes it kind of difficult. And I'm sure you're not the only one where someone says, well, what do you do? (laughs) You're like, "Um, that is the worst question to answer. I hate that question. Yes, I can tell you that when people ask me that, it's um you can probably see a moment that like even now it's been years and many successes and like there's nothing to be like scared about, you know, like talking about mm-hmm. my brand. But you can see a moment of like panic, you know, like what do yeah. you do right before they run? And it's like, uh, uh well, <laughs> you know, that's a loaded question, sir. Yeah. Um, but usually now, luckily with the book, um, it's very easy for me to just blanket say like, oh, I'm an author, you know, um, especially too with, with the spiritual world, like you don't know how, uh, much people understand and you don't want to intimidate them. It's funny because I used to think of it like, oh, well, you don't know who's going to be receptive to this or whatever. And I've realized that more over time, it's actually that they just don't, um, understand and they, and so it's. Um, it's not that they, it's not received to explain, but if you go too much in depth and that person has no awareness of the the spiritual world or anything like that, it kind of scares them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they've never been exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an author. Do you want to hear like about crystals? You know? And that's, that's, um, kind of like a bridge, you know? Yeah. That's your doorway in like, (laughs) yeah. And people are not 
they're not scared of crystals as much, you know? Right. Yeah. And not now. crystals have gone a little bit more mainstream now. So yeah, it's exactly. a little bit more understood. Of course, yeah. people have a lot of um, preconceived ideas about them. Some people yeah. think that they're hooey hooey or whatever, but, yeah. um, and other people are re- really strongly believe in them, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an easy way in for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned your book a couple of times. That's um, crystals for mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I read your book and I read it over a weekend. I had a hard time putting it down. I loved it. Um, so yeah, I did want to ask you about that. I wanted to ask you about um, the writing process and how that was mm-hmm. for you. And yeah. also if you feel that um, it, it's beneficial um, for someone to write a book if they feel that they can for their business, what your mm-hmm. thoughts are on that. Yeah. So I would say first, um, you know, the writing process uh, and, and the publishing process and the process of writing a book in, in general, um, is so, so different per, um, the different factors that you're working with. So whether somebody wants to write a book and they want to self-publish or they're trying to find a publisher or they have an agent that's trying to find a publisher, those experiences across the board are so, so different. And that's, that's usually the three different, um, ways to bring a book to light is either you decide, okay, I'm going to self-publish this, um, or I'm going to hire an agent, which is a ton of money. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and then that, that person is like, essentially like you're a business manager in some senses, they're hunting down publishers. They're trying to knock on their doors. They're trying to get it published. Right. And then you have, um, people who, who, who go, you know, themselves and are contacting publishers. Um, and I will be the first one to say that, that my process was, was probably easier than most. Um, I actually do have a a few friends that are writers and they have experienced the, the opposite of what I have. So Mm -hmm. I had a publisher that found me and found my brand and wanted me to write a book for them. So I got to skip the getting an agent. And I had always said, I had said for years, I had put it out there, like just manifestation wise, like, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. And, um, the funny thing was, is I just kept procrastinating on it. And I think finally the universe was sick of me saying it and not doing anything, uh, <laughs> seriously. And then I, it was really funny cause I got contacted and I didn't even see the email and the email wow. went to my spam. And she reached out again. And finally, the second time, for some reason, it did not go to spam. So I would have like, like the universe was trying, you know, and it was like, it was a miss for some time. And then it was like, Jen, write a freaking book, you know? <laughs> um, so I kind of like got thrown into this process that, that, you know, I, the universe was like, just do it. And we're mm-hmm. not getting no more excuses. Um, no more fooling around. So, yeah, exactly. And so I was like, okay, I guess um, I'm doing this now. The process of of like, okay, publisher comes to you if that is the case. Not the not in the other situations, but in my case, um, the process of that to having a book is is a long process. But in my experience, was a short process because they had a timeline. So it was a very condensed version of what somebody would actually experience because they came to me and I think it was like roughly December and they said, um, you know, we want a book by, uh, they wanted it by, I think like April 1st or something like that. Now before, yeah, before you even write the book, you need to, um, 
plan out your content, submit table of contents, and then mm -hmm. you need to cr uh, create all these, um, sub you know, like sample writing so they can see your writing style and your voice and all these things. So before you even get the approval to go write the book, you've probably gone back and forth with the editor and the publishing company for like, I don't know, probably five, six, seven, ten times. And okay, we need this now. Now we want to see this because they wanted to see like, okay, can she write? How much editing are we going to have to do? And is she right for the project? Which, mm -hmm. you know, by all means, you know, those are good things to consider. But you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in, in these processes for quite a while. Um, you know, it's like table of contents, then sample writing, then we want to, um, you know, have you write the first chapter. Uh, okay, now we don't like this. Can you re-edit this? They want to see how you're doing in the editing process because <clears throat> I'm not an editor, but I can tell you I would hate to like get a book and then have to revamp the whole thing. That mm. would not be fun. Um, so especially with the time, time was of the essence, um, they, they wanted to make sure that I could organize my thought and write in a, in a, in a way that wasn't going to take that much editing. Right. Um, so by the time I even started writing the book, was um why well, I was under contract was February. Uh, it wasn't even it was probably mid February and they wanted it by April first. Oh my goodness. So this is a how many chapter book. I think there's like twenty something. I don't know. There's so many. Right here. So <laughs> let's take a look. <laughs> right yeah, how many chapters? I don't know. A lot of chapters. But um, Whoa. you know, so you're writing very you have to i mean it was a it was a very like focus on this because it has to get done and so you have deadlines too then like the first chunk of the book's due now the second chunk right. of the book is due um and so i think i actually ended up turning it in early because i wanted enough time for back and forth if there was a lot of back and forth after and they only came back once with minor edits which which wow, was kind amazing. of a big accomplishment. I, I feel like it's a big accomplishment. Um, and I felt really good about that because it's like, wow, I the editing process of editing your own writing is actually very difficult. Um, and and I feel like that's one of the things that I actually excel at. So it was kind of like mm -hmm. a pat on the back to me because it's like you wrote under pressure. You had to hunker down like I have two children. Um, you yeah, know, I, know. <laughs> I, I traveled twice during that time. I was kind of all over the place and still put like put the time forward to get it done and then barely had any edits. It was mainly um, word selection. So it was like, do it was more like, okay, this word does the spiritual audience actually understand what that word is or, or is it just mm. your terminology? Cause that happens, right. you know, it's like if if I was to say something like "woo woo," would you know what that is? Depending on who you are, maybe, maybe right. not. Kind of that that exactly. type of thing. So that was yeah, mainly everyone, that. Everyone in the spiritual community knows what "woo woo" means. <laughs> yeah, but but some yeah. people like so like this book is um, a lot of people who are beginners. We're gonna we're gonna get their hands on it. So um, you know, it's a it's a guide where there's a lot for people who have been in this world for a while, and there's a lot. Uh, for people to start from nothing and learn and figure it out um, yeah, I can, without ever I can having to take to a course or anything, you know? Um, you know, at so, first so I, I was worried reading it because I was like, you know, I do know a lot of, about Crystal. Yeah, myself. I know everything in it. And, yeah. and I actually learned a lot of things from it. So I, yeah. I really appreciate the book a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah, I, and I can see how the beginner can also, it's, it's written very simply for the beginner to understand. And that's yeah. very difficult to do. You know, it was so. it was a lot of thought process, like thinking, OK, like who is the end reader of this? Who is the person who's going to benefit from this and being able to cross those those different audiences? Because your person who's been doing this for 10 years and your person who is just in the beginning, they can be two mm -hmm. different people. But there's a way to um, have everybody be able to gain something. Exactly. What I also appreciate was the practicality of it, because especially for someone who has been using crystals for a long time and you start to get into the weeds about things, you start using mm -hmm. many crystals at once or, you know, you're doing gridding and it gets very complicated. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> whereas yeah. it's like, let's bring it back to the basics and let's get something from it and let's make it quick and easy so that you can like practically do this in your life. You're busy, yeah. you have kids, you have a business. Um, let's make it practical. And that's what I really appreciated about the book. I think it's a, it's a fantastic book. I recommend it to everyone that I know, you know, you don't have to be a mom. I'm not a mom. And, you know, I learned a lot from it. And I think that, you know, anyone would learn any something from it. So, yeah, I tried totally, to make it. Totally to, recommend. Thank you. I tried to make it with, you know, knowing like not everybody's going to be a mom that's going to read it either. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's very much broken up in a way that like, e even if you weren't a mom, like you're still like, it's about self-care is really exactly. what it boils down to. Like you're going to get the bonus chunk about like how this, this crystal can help your kid or, mm -hmm. or things that you can do in your household. Um, but that's not specific to moms, you know, stuff you can do in your household. But, um, you know, the, the whole like beginning chunk of every crystal in that book is really just self-care. Here's 10 different ways how to use the crystal. and Here's how it's going to help you for self-care. Um, it's exactly. about taking care of yourself. It's really what it boils down to. And everybody should take care of themselves. Right. You know? And I also like how you split it up between the child and mm -hmm. the mom or the, or the reader um, because they are their bodies are different than adults. So it's like, yeah. and I think moms are a little bit afraid or parents are a little bit afraid. I'm going to introduce a foreign object <laughs> to my child. Yeah. Is it yeah. safe? So I, yeah. I really appreciate that that you had that in mind. I mean, of course you're a mom, so that is something. Well, yeah. And I tried to like, even think to myself, like, okay, is there anything in this? Like, I'm, I'm very like, um, detailed on like, okay, do not use this for this thing. Right. It's like right. this, do not put this in water. Do not let your kid hold on to this, you know, because right. there are certain things like, yeah, that's probably not a good call, you know? So like, I, I tried to be like very cautious in okay is there anything that's potentially hazardous or poisonous or or anything you know that needs to be kept at a distance or like also mm -hmm. hey your kids are going to be really interested in crystals um please don't let them put them in their mouths you know right, you're basically exactly. they will choke um <laughs> you know so stuff <laughs> like that you know it's like i try to I try to think like and some all of them scenario. look like candy yeah <laughs> some of them do you look know? like candy so let's be Bright careful colors you know, and yeah. I can tell you from personal experience with my kids, the first person, the first place they put them. And I have two kids that are like the, you know, put everything in the mouth kids, both of them. I'm mm -hmm. like, I, somehow I didn't manage to like duck that on either one of the kids. Um, but the way that the crystals go, it's first thing, hand, mouth right there. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, not in the mouths. And they know exactly what I'm saying too, you know, like get the crystal uh -huh. out of your mouth. But I don't keep any at like hands, you know, uh, reach that that if they did put it in their mouth for a few seconds is a problem you know what i mean right 
Right. So that kind of stuff, I try to like, okay, what have my kids done? Because <laughs> they yeah, do it was all very helpful. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I mean, like I said, I'm not a mom, but I could see how it was written and how that was taken into account. So I appreciated that too. But even and even animals, same thing applies. Like if you have dogs, cats. yes, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, you kept a lot of that stuff in mind, which I was like, wow, I didn't even think of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I really appreciated that. So you had, mentioned, um, <laughs> you had mentioned a lot about self-care in your book, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm really into. So I really, that was the part of the book that I, I enjoyed the most. Um, so what are your favorite self-care practices or tools that you use for yourself? So like I said, like I'm a very like seasonal person. Um, so I kind of like have just fallen into like a flow of, um, you know, what's, what resonates with me, I guess, per season. So like usually in the winter time, I take a lot of like full moon baths and stuff like that. And just, as just a time for me to like shut off and to do like some, basically like some detox. So like I do like Epsom salts, I put that in the book. Um, just to kind of like, you know, it, I, I find like winter is a time like when it's, you know, it's like you, you need to like go internal a little bit. So it's like mm-hmm. a way of, um, okay, what do I no longer need? It's kind of like, you know, think about what plants do, right? They like are conserving, they're conserving in the winter. Like they're trying to, um, you know, not expend all their energy because they know spring's coming. So it's kind of same vibe, you know, it's like, I follow that, like, you know, I take my baths, I try to detoxify, like, what do I no longer need? And like, kind of do some like self-reflection on that. And then when spring comes, you know, I, I, right now I spend pretty much all of my time gardening. And I think gardening is, I don't care what anybody says in my world, it is self-care. It is self, Mm -hmm. it is healing. It's grounding. You're in nature, you're, you're touching the ground, you're touching the earth. Um, if you can especially do it with like no distractions, like you can really just like be present, like with the plants. Um, Mm -hmm. and also, you know, things like, um, finding out what, what's on your property, finding out what's on your land and learning how to use those things in different ways. That's connecting with nature. So spring to me is like a more, um, like a grounding time and, and winter to me is more of like that, um, reflect self-reflective and more of like that intuitive time. Um, and then when you kind of get to summer, like I, I start to do more stuff around the new moon in summer um, mm-hmm. than I do the rest of the year, um, probably because winter, you know, it's darker. So like the full moon seems to resonate with me more and it's lighter in the summer. So the new moon where, you know, there's no light from the moon kind of resonates with me more. Um, so I do, I do like some kind of um, a lot of like more so crystal stuff in the summer. And I also do like care for my crystals in the summer. Um, when we lived at our old house, I used to take a lot of the crystals like into the Creek and Mm -hmm. like leave them there for like a whole day, obviously the ones that can handle the water. Um, but then I would, and I would also like focus on like cleansing, charging, all that kind of stuff, but kind of like using my crystals more towards, um, summer and then fall, you know, is again, it's like you're prepping to slow down. So you're kind of starting to go like introverted, but, um, yeah, I, it falls actually kind of probably a more so like a mix of all three. Cause I do mm-hmm. baths in the fall and I do work with the crystals in the fall and I'm still gardening in the fall, but it's like, right. it's like prep, it's like prepping, you know? Um, but yeah, I do all sorts of random things like throughout like days too, um, mm-hmm. that I like forget about, you know, I do cards and I, 
I work with my pendulum and, um, but I do those things more so now it's like when I am like my brain's too overstimulated and I can't like contact my intuition as clearly. And I'm like, okay, I need some guidance here. You know what I mean? Like, um, but, but when I'm doing all the other things, I find that I'm pretty clear and can just intuitively pretty much tap in and keep myself at like a good, um, like wavelength to just be um, receptive as I go about my day, you know? Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting concept that, you know, if like you're doing gardening, you really don't need anything else. You're present in the moment, but when you actually oh, yeah. use external tools, like a pendulum or your cards or something, it's because your mind is racing. You can't focus. So that's when you would yeah. go to the tool. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Exactly. And, and so like, it's like, I think, you know, like say, you know, if you're like a beginner and you're just starting your kind of spiritual walk, like you're, I think the best thing is like, just explore and see what works. And then it will become second nature. Certain things will become second nature. So it's always like a tough question for me to answer, you know, like, what do you do? Yeah. Because, because like I, my stuff that I do is so intuitive and it's so natural to me now that I don't think about it that often. And, and like I said, it's like, it's almost like it's happening naturally and simultaneously to like my life as I go about. Um, but like the more so the things that I notice is like, okay, I, I haven't, um, you know, like stopped long enough to, to like be able to like intuitively tap in. So like now I need my cards or now I need my pendulum where like in the beginning you're like, you, you, it's almost like you need to like detox from all the conditioning and all the crap that you've been fed, like your whole entire life. And you're like exploring with like cards or crystals or whatever, like a million different things. And that's why I have courses on all things. Cause all those things help me, you know, yoga or whatever. And like, you can, mm-hmm. then you learn to be mindful and then you detox from all the crap you've been fed. And then you find your own intuition. And it's so it's, it, it's more easy every day. You know, it's like, you don't have to try that hard. So your level of spirituality just happens with your integrated life. Like it's not even right. like a separate thing anymore unless right. you're like me. And sometimes you, you get like a bajillion ideas in your head and you're like, do them all. Yay. And <laughs> have too much coffee and then you can't focus, you know, like I tell everybody, like I'm the biggest spaz in the world, you know, like, so sometimes I just get overloaded because I have a lot of creative ideas in my head. And, uh, and then I need a pendulum or I need cards because I'm like, you know, uh, just all over the place. Yeah. Too much coming in all at once. You gotta like, yeah, it's tough. Being a creative person is, it's challenging. Cause like, yeah, one minute I'm like, I have this idea and I have this idea. And, and I, and now I'm in this place that like, I basically moved into a blank canvas and, Mm -hmm. and it's like, what do you want to do with this space? And then you, you're like, whoa, this is like you know, there's so many options. Yeah. It's overwhelming because you have so many options. (laughs) Exactly. So when I first moved, I was using cards and stuff a lot. Now Mm -hmm. I'm starting to, you know, chill out. You're settling in so you don't need them as much, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, since you are a crystal expert, I did want to ask you this question. Um, What crystals do you feel are must-haves for an entrepreneur or a spiritual entrepreneur? Because I feel that spiritual entrepreneurs need a little bit more even because they're working with a lot of energy yeah so especially I would say somebody that's coaching um, Mm -hmm. any type of coaching in capacity like that when you're working with other people 
Um, and okay, so most spiritual people who are doing coaching, uh, at least the ones that I've been around, and me personally too, uh, like I hate admitting it because just hate admitting it, but very empathic people. Like we wouldn't mm-hmm. be trying to help people if we didn't care about people and we care about people because we can resonate with them and we can feel what they're feeling because we mm-hmm. we have that ability. You know what I'm saying? Like otherwise you like I can I can tell you from being somebody who's like, I don't have feelings, you know, like I can try to disassociate from my feelings like all day long. And I and I but I am the biggest empath. That's why. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's actually just a defense technique. So if you're somebody who is coaching in any type of capacity like that, protecting your energy is huge because you're not going to be and self-care. So like you're mm-hmm. not going to be useful to other people if you're burning yourself out or if exactly. you're not taking care of yourself um, or if you're just sucking in all this energy. And you're, especially if you're working with multiple people, think of like, you know, you have this co- this person and put, and they're, they're stressed out because this happened. Then you have the next person after that. They're stressed out because this happened or, you know, whatever, or they're coping with things in their life or coping with trauma or, you know, like you're trying to help them bring up to surface like stuff that's been old, deep seated patterns. You know, all of that stuff is heavy. It yep. has an energetic footprint that's heavy. Um, it's, you know, and then you get deeper into spirituality and you get like things like energy attachments and, and like deep energetic, um, patterns that are actually like more than habit, but they're like attached to that person, you know, like people who feel victimized, stuff like that, even heavier Mm -hmm. than that. So if you're working with people like that, you need to be protecting yourself. So I would say the two crystals for that, like I would say black tourmaline, like always have that by you when you're when you're working with people um and then it's gonna get at some point especially because it was like it's like putting it in high traffic basically you know like it's gonna get worn out and when it's done and you feel it's worn out you can probably sense it like just go bury it like just don't even try to clear it and cleanse it just go bury it buy a new piece it's like you don't even it's a they're cheap and Mm -hmm. you know the earth will take care of it and then you know not not to mention even just burying it in, in the earth is protective like you can right. protect your property by doing that. I've done that on all the properties I've been on. Um, right. And, and just, you know, you don't have to spend giant, like huge money on like giant chunks of it. Like, it, you know, um, so that's the first one. And then if you feel like you've kind of like picked up something from somebody in a coaching aspect, which is like, you can notice if you're empathic, you like, okay, you go into your coaching call and you're like perfectly fine. And then you come mm-hmm. out and you're like, feel like your energy's drained or like your emotion has shifted to like align with that person's emotion that they had, then, you know, you've picked up something from them. Yep. Um, and then for that, I would say like obsidian. So like, there's this thing called, Oh gosh, what are they like scraping? And mm-hmm. you use like an obsidian arrowhead. And so mm-hmm. I would look that up. That technique is helpful for those people. Um, and then just general spiritual entrepreneurs, um, I always say that citrine is, is great for entrepreneurs because it's, it's an, it's an abundance um, magnet, you know? Right. So it's like, it's like you want to attract anything you use citrine, you know? So you can attract people, you can attract financial, you know, stability, whatever you want to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you with that. So it'll help you with your business and, and you could like even like amplify it and put some like selenite by it or some, you know, like Mm -hmm. clear quartz or something like that um but they they've been doing this for for like i feel like centuries but that's probably you know maybe it's like hundreds Mm -hmm. of years more so um but 
you know, to put a piece of um, citrine in the cash wrap. Of, right. If you have a store or a physical place or in the back left corner of your house or if you have an office that you work out of, mm -hmm. in the back left corner of your office, even is fine too. So those are right. the, those are definitely the ones I would suggest for, for kind of just uh, across the board. Okay, so black tourmaline, mm -hmm. black obsidian, mm -hmm. and citrine. Awesome. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, I totally agree with all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, another question I wanted to ask you. Um, any advice that you would um, give to yourself back way back when, before you started your business, what would it be? Before I started my business. Or, yeah, or when like I was right before you started, it. like, right, exactly. Like before you got into business, business, like what yeah, advice probably would you just give Don't yourself? be a spaz. <laughs> don't be a spaz. Um, <laughs> like, so, you know, like being a creative person, like, there's a lot, a lot of times where you want to just like, okay, I got to do this now. Or like you see what other people are doing and you think you have to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's a lot of that. Like, you know, you see your idol or you see somebody in business, you know, for me in the beginning, it was like, Ooh, Gabby Bernstein, you know, she's mm -hmm. so cool. And you know, you want to drink the Kool-Aid and you want to do what so-and-so is doing. And, and it's not necessary. Like I, I can tell you that, that, you know, like you will, you will, go full force until you're blue in the face. And then you will realize like doing what resonates with me is what I should be doing, not doing what other people are doing. It's like, like I always remind myself, like stay in your own lane. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you have strengths that other people don't have, and you're not going to be that other person. And you might not even have a following as big as that other person. I can tell you if I had a following as big as Gabby Bernstein, I would be not a, a very stable person like that would be too much and the universe mm. knows that I love a small pocket of people that I love the crap out of like that's where my niche is like I have people that have fo followed me since the beginning and I know them and I know their lives and I've worked with them and they've taken my courses and they've taken coaching from me and they come back because we have a relationship where right. somebody who's up on that other you know like other uh, you know kind of other wrong, they might not have that personal relationship with the people that, that I have. Right. And, and they might not like that. I like mm -hmm. that. I wouldn't right. like if, um, I was, you know, like if I was where Gabby Bernstein is, you know, she's kind of like a spiritual household name that probably freaked me out. I'm not going to lie. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> are there people stalking me? I am like a paranoid person, you know, <laughs> like, so you, you know, you don't waste time like comparing yourself to what other people are doing, or I need to do this because they're doing that, or following the the trends even really, because right. the thing is the trends will shift. Like there were times where I created stuff just because I thought like, oh well, other people are doing this, and so it's a good idea. You know, it's mm -hmm. different to want to do something. So know the difference, you know, between wow. wanting and really feeling like this is intuitively led. Or just like, shouldn't I just do this because everybody's doing it or following the pack or, or, you know, comparing yourself. It's just, it's not even worth it and it's distracting and you're actually preventing yourself from walking down the path that you need to, to do the job that you're doing, which is, it, it is doing something for the world. Like it's a bigger, there's right. a bigger thing to it. Like I always think to myself, like I'm right where I need to be because I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. And even right now, like I'm mostly in a stage of like 
personal like retreating because of my my lifestyle of moving and you know renovating mm-hmm. a whole house and just all this craziness but like still I'm doing what I need to be doing I'm recovering for mm. whatever job the universe decides to give me next and so right. there's a time to be on and there's a time to be off so basically you know you need to be able to um to to like just step back sometimes that's why I say don't be a spaz you know (laughs) because you don't want like you know you it's like people that like you know it's like they're just running and running and running and running and running and then they burn out and they're like oh my gosh why am I burning out like and then they just keep running yeah the entrepreneurial treadmill yeah and that's that's entrepreneurs right like we're people that like we want to build things we love to make change you know we we love to build something from the ground up and right. you just got to make sure it's your own yeah and it takes a lot of expenditure yeah so like you know if you need some time like give yourself some time and give yourself some space and and then you'll see like okay I don't necessarily need to do that thing that everybody's doing. You know, I want to do this. This is where my heart really is. So like, I would just really tell myself, like, before you take a project on, step back, feel it out. Is it you? Like, don't, like, you can try the coat on, but you don't need to wear every coat. Yes. Feel free to take it off. If if it doesn't resonate with you, take the coat off. That was a tweetable. (laughs) Yeah, right. That was good. That was very, very good. Very true. I come up with random things sometimes, you know, and then I forget I've said them. So it's a good thing this is recorded. <laughs> Go back and take some notes of your your own advice. I had someone one time, like, like I, I don't remember who it was, but somebody in one of my groups or, or, or when I think it was a group coaching program. And she's like, oh, I think it was, it was one, one of uh, one of the coaching clients. And, and she was, she was like, you say so many things and they're so like quotable and like you, and I, mm-hmm. and and she, she would say it back to me, like, you said this to me. And I was like, I did? <laughs> so she started, like, actually making, like, a ledger of these things. I'll have that to get back with her. That should be your next book, girl. That should be your I next know. book. I know. It'll just be, like, helpful random quotes that Jen has said randomly. And and I'll I'll tell her to add that one to it. <laughs> <laughs> she could be my ghostwriter. Like, if you've been my ledger, like, you know. That's funny. Next book. Simple. Done. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So you had mentioned that you're in like a retreat kind of mode right now because you have a new house and you're renovating and all of that. Mm -hmm. But do you have anything that's upcoming, any projects or offerings coming up in your business that you'd like to share? I mean, I would, I really want to write a second book. I already have a table of contents. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. And I've had it in, it's kind of like a, what do you call it? A brain baby? Like, you know, it's like, it's like there, but I'm Mm -hmm. waiting for the right time. So, um, that's definitely, I really enjoy the writing process. Um, I really, I really love that process. So that, that's what, where I would like to, you know, take my next step. Um, obviously, you know, there's things that come down to it, like, you know, publisher, uh, you know, what they think and, and with everything kind of going on right now in the world, it's like, I think everybody's like, um, we're a little on pause. So, so right Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like that's there. And when the time feels right, again, like I said, I've learned over, over time, like Rome wasn't built in a day, step back. You don't have to do it like yet, just know it's coming. So it's like, I know that's coming and I'm ready for it. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of putting that out to the universe, like, Hey, it's here. 
like when when it's time to pull the trigger like just give me the sign and we'll get going kind of thing you know right yeah so those are the that's the next thing and uh and you know it's and and it gets, right now it's like it, i have time to focus on like my family my kids and and you know random other things and you know i have side projects and stuff like that that i do and um mm -hmm. But it's, it's nice because right now it's like I can kind of dabble and I can kind of just be where I am because I know the next project is coming. And and I think a lot of us, too, like, you know, intuitively, like for a long time, I knew something was coming in the world. Um, and then and then this whole situation, you know, right now with the pandemic mm -hmm. and, like, and then that happened and it was like, oh, oh, this is what I felt. And so, right. you know, I've never my intuition has never proved me wrong. So I know I'm going to know when the next wave is, you know, when the right. next, when the next time is to work on the project. And so I'm just waiting for the signal really. And, right. and I'm fine in the waiting process because I, I can focus on gardening and kids and just being a person. And, and that makes me happy, you know? Awesome. Simple. Awesome. <laughs> I really, really look forward simple. to your next book. Maybe we can have you back on to discuss that when it's, you know, out there and published. I would love yeah. to have you back on to talk about that. That would be awesome. So what's the best way for someone to connect with you if they'd like to, you know, see what you're all about, get your vibe, maybe work with you further when you have offerings out there? Yeah, they can they can just find me on my website, which is soulfilledyogi.com. And, you know, it's like there's contact forms and all that kind of stuff, but you could just mm -hmm. email me. Honestly, I, I don't mind people reaching out. Um, you know, it's I have people reach out for random things all the time. And I, I love that. You know, I love uh, getting to interact with people and helping people along the way. So you can just email me at soulfilledyogi at gmail.com. Um, and you can find me at, um, on Instagram too. You can comment or send me a message and read what I have to say about random things and <laughs> I call my my authentic shares like I really I hold Instagram very um kind of sacred because it was mm. kind of the place that I've always preferred to write like anything on um so you can find me at um Jen underscore Morgan and uh and yeah yeah those are the place to find me okay perfect I'll list all of that contact information on the show notes um, and I would like to thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I had a great time and I learned a lot from you and I loved your book and, you. um, I can't wait to talk to you again on a future podcast. Yeah, can't so wait for much. your next book. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I know I should get to it eventually, but you know, the universe, it has its own timing. You gotta, you gotta go by that, but That's okay. thank you just, so much for having me. You're welcome. Just keep me posted when it comes out. I want to, if there's a pre-order, I will pre-order it. <laughs> absolutely thank you thank you for joining me on this week's episode of launching light i hope you enjoyed the conversation with jen as much as i did if you love her vibe as much as i do give her a follow check out the show notes for our contact information as well as how to get a hold of her awesome book crystals for mom join me on the podcast next week to get more tips tools and practices to help you make your business as magical as you are now get out there and launch your light have a magical week <laughs>